Hello, and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. I'm here, as always, with Jess. Hello, Jess. I feel like I need a better, like a more fun intro for us. I like our little intro. Here I like she how it morphed from <laughs> we give our takes to just we talk about. And I never told you that you did that. Did you know that you did that? I didn't. No, I just sort of never wrote it down and went with the flow. You could dramatically introduce me. Like with a fun fact or something. That's what I mean. I feel like I should be like coming in with a four point, I don't know, with a four minute mile. Like, I don't know. It doesn't have to be real. Imagine. She that runs a shocking. 10 minute 5K. I don't know why they're all running based. I definitely don't run that fast. I just want to be really clear. I mean, I don't know if any humans run that fast. So I don't no, know that I, I needed mean- to say that, but just to be really clear, I run slowly. I like that you were clear, despite that being a, like a superhuman speed. We've done an Apple TV version of the podcast that we're doing today, which is our recommendations or like our top shows on insert streaming service here. So today is Prime Video, formerly known as Amazon Prime. Again, I, I don't know if it was actually called that and then they changed their name or if they just now are being emphatic that it's just Prime Video. I don't think it was like a formal name change. I think it was that everyone was calling it Amazon Prime Video. And they were like, hey, guys, actually, it's never been called that. Please stop calling it that. That's not my name. (laughs) Not that it makes one bit of difference. Yeah. But anyway, this is a little bit more difficult than the Apple TV one because for the Apple TV Plus, we were, I mean, they only have original content. And Amazon obviously hosts like TV shows on their site that you can get when you, if you have Prime Video from, I don't know, older broadcasts and like borrow stuff from HBO sometimes. It's kind of hard to to track what you can watch when you have a Prime Video subscription and when. Um, So I was going to ask you, Jess, I have some like, I don't know, subs in my list that are for one on Freebie, which is technically an Amazon platform, but it's the free version with ads. I didn't know if that would count. So I'll leave that up to you. I think that counts for okay. why not? Because everybody can access it and they're the same parent company and there's no real reason to say no. So why not? That's what I was hoping you'd say. And then what about all the shows that like aren't Prime or Freebie content, but are available on Prime Video? Like old That's just, shows. Yeah, I guess I was thinking we were just doing originals. Like if when we do, if or when we do Netflix, like it'll just be Netflix originals, even though just like Prime, they acquire the rights to shows. Because the rights come and go. So I don't know that, I guess just, and again, there's no like real reason we're making up the rules. This is our own <laughs> rules. But I I guess I expected that we were just going to do original content for each service. This is a more evergreen list, like a podcast you could listen to and know that this, that these shows will be available pretty much. Yes, but forever. also I feel like it's it's more of, it's like more true to ranking the streaming service as like a production house rather than, which is, there's no reason that we would do that. But just in my head, I thought, oh, let's sort of rate these shows, rank these shows and talk about, you know, what they're producing, who's producing better content than others, not just like who has the rights to this show right now that we like. I'm okay with that. You could have watched the show, like Charmed is on Hulu. I actually have no idea what Charmed is, but like I watched Charmed growing up on the WB I did I was not prepared with 
where where to watch those as an example. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? So like saying that that is like the number one show on something, I just wasn't thinking about doing that. Got it. If So I'm okay with the, that rule. But I will say at some point we should talk about, because I was a little bit coming at this from why would I, why would someone want to get prime video? Like if they're not subscribing, what shows are worth it on there? That would make them would, that would make it worth it for them, which then also definitely includes the content that they've acquired. But I think we could make that a separate, a separate, I feel like if we were going to separate streaming services, then maybe that would make more sense. Again, all of it makes sense or doesn't because we're just making it up. But if you really want to talk about a show that's not an Amazon original in this list, I think that would be fine. Why not? I'm not going to, but I don't think it matters. I might mention it at the end, just like rapid fire, because... I think that's fine. But let's say, just to reiterate, to be very clear, my list and potentially now Johnny's list will be Amazon originals. Yes. So shows that they've acquired the rights to originally that it never aired anywhere else or that they produced from the start by by themselves in-house. I don't know what the right phrasing is for that. So do you want to start with our number three choices? Yes. Um, can you <laughs> can you start only because I just want to take a quick glance at my list and make sure that none of my top, like that I don't need to rearrange anything. I'm a yes. little flustered. That's fine. I So my method for doing this is just going through the list of originals. This is what I did for Apple too. Writing down the ones that I like, even like a little bit, a little bit to a lot. And then I try to rank them. And that was really hard for this one. I, f- I found it difficult for Apple TV because there were so many good ones. But then I just kind of picked my top three and said that and ranked them like sort of arbitrarily. But then with this one, I felt like it was kind of difficult because I don't really love 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 anything besides like one show okay i think it might be our overlap yeah by the face you're making i know what you were about to say and no that is my number one so i think it's just that there are other ones that i like really enjoy but i have to caveat that like i really enjoyed it but and so anyway i'll get right into it my number three is the wilds and my i like it but is that it was canceled on a cliffhanger which is not is I, hard to recommend a show where that happens. Also, the second season really dropped off after, like from the first compared to the first. The first season of The Wilds is a really excellent season of TV. Yes, it's a teen show. It's not the biggest budget, most prestige, like whatever, whatever. But it's an interesting idea. It's executed really well. It has enough mystery to it that it like stays engaging and sort of twisty I, I think it's vastly underrated. That's one I haven't seen. Maybe yeah. I should watch it. I don't know if you'd... I think you'd like it. I don't think you'd love it. It's very it's much okay. in the Lost, Yellow Jackets, Class of 07 vibes from the sense of like it's about girls who are stranded on an island. Their plane goes down. But out of those shows I mentioned, it's probably most similar to lost in tone i'm speaking slowly because i'm thinking <laughs> as i'm saying that no i think that's accurate because yellow jackets is kind of spooky and class of the seven is a comedy so that it doesn't yeah, really so have tonally to, the wilds isn't comedic yeah so it's it's got the same tone of like how did the how why did their plan go down where are they what are they doing there there's a it's a big ensemble cast and they sort of explore each person's backstory in single episodes which is 
very taken from the Lost playbook. And it's all, it's a bunch of teen girls. So I guess that's where I draw the comparison to Yellow Jackets, where I love one girls. of my favorite things about it is like the realistic portrayal of teen girl relationships. Mm, nice. So maybe you'd like it. I mean, I would check it out. Uh, I feel like I'm in like a little bit of a TV rut right now. I don't want to watch anything that's new. And there are a few things coming out in October and like later in September that I'm sort of excited about. But every time I go to watch something new right now, I'm just like, Ugh. I just want to watch that. Selling the OC. Cool. My, mm, I just take, know that I hate ranking things. I know. <laughs> and- we all know. Everyone knows. <laughs> okay. My number one is a clear number one. Wait, Everything else. Number three. Oh, okay. No, no, I, I know. Everyone's like, Jay, please. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, I think I'm between three. I'm going to say them all, but I'm only going to talk about one. Is that allowed? No, just pick one and then we'll <laughs> do honorable dang. mentions at the end. Okay. I think I have to say, I think I have to say Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is number three. Possibly if just because, yeah, it is. It encompasses, compared to the other two that I'm going to mention, it's like a different genre. So Marvelous Miss Maisel, if you're unaware, is a period comedy drama set mostly in the late 1950s, early 1960s. Uh, It's an Amy Sherman Palladino show who did Gilmore Girls. So it's got that, the same quick writing, quick banter, that vibe. Um, But this is about a woman who, after her husband leaves her, tries some stand-up comedy and realizes that she's actually pretty good at it. And then the story sort of goes from there. The like acting in this is really great. I mean, I'm, I would be surprised if you haven't heard of it. I'm sure I'm just speaking to a bunch of people who already know about this. If you haven't checked it out, it could just not be your thing. Uh, it is five seasons, but only 43 episodes, I think. So it's not like as big of an undertaking as say Gilmore Girls. But if you're looking for, I wouldn't say it's like feel good, feel good, but in the same way that Gilmore Girls was sort of like sometimes cozy, sometimes uh, witty and sarcastic and dramatic. Like this has that. It's the same creator, you know? It's really good. I I think it's worth watching. And I just had to include it on my list because I figured you might not. Because <laughs> I don't think you've it's watched it. It's not on my it. list because, no, I've seen like one episode. Mm. I know that I need to watch it. I, I should really write I that mean, down somewhere because whenever I'm like, I have nothing to watch. What should I watch? I should watch an old show. What old show should I watch? And I just go in circles and I never yeah. come up with anything. I have some, the reason I almost didn't choose this one for my number three is that there are, it's it's ups and downs. For something that has five seasons, like not every single one is a dinger. I really liked season one, didn't love season two. Season three was like, okay. Season four was like, meh. And then season five, I really liked. So two out of the five were like, definitely great. And then, I don't know, ups and downs, roller coaster in the middle. But yeah, that's my number three. Okay. My number two is Dead Ringers, which I know you haven't seen. But I figured it would be on your list. Yeah. Yeah. I I just talked about this in our top 10 shows of the year so far. So I don't have to say a whole bunch about it. I'll just say it's a mini series. You can watch it in like one day it'll probably take you to rachel vice stars as twin gynecologists it's a reboot or a reinvention reimagining whatever of the cronenberg movie of the same name and it's weird it's just like it's really weird and really good and different and i liked all the things that were different about it i liked the tone it was a little campy a little creepy rachel vice is just so freaking good in it and was it flawless? No, there's certainly, I could poke holes at it, but 
I just, it's just so inventive. I don't know. It really sticks out to me because while I was watching it, I was like, I have like no idea what's going on. I've never seen anything like this in the best way. It just felt really good to watch it. And I've heard really good things. It doesn't feel good to watch things. So it's notable <laughs> when it does. Yeah. Have you? Because I don't know yeah. a single other person that's watched it. Maybe only on like other review, like TV podcast slash just like reading other people's reviews because I'm sort of <laughs> in that space. Yeah, so I don't know fair. if I've heard it from like friends, but yeah. Nice. Okay. I am less likely to watch that only because I get creeped out more easily than the next. I don't know. I have like a very specific creep meter. Like the, um, what was it? The Mayfair witches. That was okay with me, but I think it's like medical stuff that I really can't deal with. No, that's fair. There's definitely, I'm, well, I'm super squeamish. I can't even watch Grey's Anatomy. Like I'm Mm -hmm. blood. It's just all a no for me. And I got through this show, but I definitely looked away in parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's super graphic when it comes to childbirth like as graphic as that gets. And I don't know if I need that I didn't right love now. that. But <laughs> yeah. also, I don't know, it wasn't as bad for me as other things I've tried to watch in terms of like gore or blood or whatever, but I did have to look away a little bit. Okay. Noted. All right, my number 2 in this sham of a ranking that I've made. Although I kind of feel good about this. Again, I'm kind of going for like three different subsets of what I like to watch on Prime Video, but this is Upload. You watched Upload, right, Jess? I did. It's on my honorable mentions. Nice. I, yeah, I was looking through my list and realized I can't remember. I mean, maybe it's just been a long time since I've seen it. So I don't remember what my qualms were, but I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's a night. It's a fun sci-fi comedy, which is I don't know, not not a genre that you see a lot of from Greg Daniels, The Office. Season three is supposed to premiere in about a month, which I actually had forgotten about and now I'm excited about. Um, But the general gist is that in 2033, humans can upload themselves into a virtual afterlife of their choosing and our main character dies prematurely and is uploaded to his this expensive new Lakeview like digital afterlife. Um, But then there are some mysteries involved it's very funny, but also there's like maybe a murder plot and some interesting dynamics between the people who are running the digital afterlife and the people who are experiencing the digital afterlife because they can communicate with one another. Um, so it's like a it's like a little good placey. It's a little oh, there was another show that I was going to uh, compare it to, but now it's completely dropped out of my mind. Anyway, two episodes, 17 episodes. I mean, two seasons, 17 episodes, a new season on the way. I think it was just a really fun, like refreshing watch, which with enough intrigue to keep you wanting to watch like episode after episode, but not a ton of like, not, oh, you know what the other TV show was? Severance. I was going to say not as like weighty on you as something like Severance. So yeah, Upload. I liked Upload. I debated putting that at number three. I think I didn't like the second season as much. I didn't like the whole subplot. And I won't say what what I mean in case Mm. people haven't seen it. Do you know what I mean, though? <laughs> I could say like a few more words. The subplot. No, say a girl, few more words. And she's like not in the same setting as in the first season. She's like in a different place, and she spends a lot of her time there with other people. You don't remember this season at all, do you? The girl, the like the the girl girl who works at the oh. place, and but she's in a different place. The for words most you're of the saying season. are so generic. Yeah, I don't want to give it away. We can talk about it later. Anyway, Nora? I didn't like the second season as much. I couldn't remember anyone's name. That sounds right. The one with the short hair. Yeah. 
who's not dead. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I re- yeah okay. I don't really remember I it. Like I didn't love that. And then the season was only seven episodes, which felt really odd and way too short. And so I just was like, well, now I'm just waiting for season three. I didn't yeah. dislike it, but I really liked season one. And then I was kind of disappointed by season two. Yeah. I sort of was worried that they were going to cancel it because the second season was shorter. I know. I was happy to see that season three comes out October 20th. So Woo-hoo. we'll talk about it more probably in the newsletter after that. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. That was your two? That was your okay. two. I mean, my two. We have the same number one. I would bet money on it. I'd bet actually <laughs> $1 trillion that our number one is both Fleabag. I can't imagine anyone picking a different show. No, if you look at the list of prime originals and name anything else, prison, go to jail. There's yeah, something wrong Fleabag with you. is just clearly, you were saying you found it hard to poke holes and I don't, can't remember your number two or number three. I can poke holes in most TV shows. Fleabag is in a class of its own, cannot poke holes. It's just good. It's just great. It's the, it's the pretty flawless. It is yeah. exceptional television. It might be one of my favorite shows of all time. Definitely. I don't know why I said might be. I feel like it probably definitely is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, It changed me. I watched it at an impressionable time in my life, but I'm assuming if I watched it at any point, I would still love it just as much. But I happened, yeah, I was you know, a lonely young woman when I watched it, which is coincidentally what Fleabag is. A lonely young woman. Um, Do you want to do a little bit of a what it's about for anyone who doesn't know? How do you even explain it? It's a dark comedy. It's very dark. When I watched <laughs> the first season, I think I didn't know that it was going to be so dark. So I just need to reiterate. It's, yeah. it's like, it's kind of hard to watch the first season. I need to blow up your spot and say that after you watched the first season, you texted me and you were like, I don't know why you like this so much. Yep, I'll stand by that because Ooh. I was horrified. To be fair, it like season one, you're going to finish season one if you haven't seen it yet. I'll just say, you're going to finish season one, you're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel miserable. Like if you don't, I, I just think you have to. Like, how do you watch that and not feel miserable? If you don't, you weren't really watching it. That's how I feel about that. There's like a little bit of hope, but yes, it is not. Yeah. I just, I was like, I was unhappy. <laughs> I was like, why would I watch more of this? And then- Season two made me appreciate season one more. Season two wasn't as dark, for sure, not as dark. And that, like, I I really like dark humor, but I think I just can't get as dark as the British people like to go. Maybe (laughs) I just need, like, a little bit less than that, wherever that bar is. So if you average seasons one and two together, you get something less dark than season Mm. one. And some people's argument for season two is, like, it's a little too tonally different. It's, like, really not as dark as season one but I think if you if you average them like it's the perfect amount of darkness and so for me having that balance was like really key but it's just so brilliantly written I don't know that you can even even if I walked away completely miserable after season two I think I would still appreciate the artistry of it yeah yeah Yeah, I think to those people who say that it's two the two seasons are two totally different I I can see why someone might think that, but I I would assume that you haven't actually watched them. I would assume you're like reading someone else's review because the main character, like her arc throughout the first season and then into the second season, it makes a lot of sense. She's going through a healing journey. I don't think that's a, a spoiler to say. She's like navigating her life in London and trying to cope with tragedy. And 
she's like she's simultaneously sort of trying to heal but also rejecting anyone who tries to help her and by season two that rejecting anyone who tries to help her portion is sort of chipped away because of what happens in season one so i think the evolution of like how she deals with things and the darkness of the show makes a ton of sense also season two includes andrew scott whom i love we should also mention i mean phoebe waller bridge wrote and starred in the show olivia coleman plays a huge part she's a queen and then Sean Clifford is another standout that I just want to mention because she plays. Is that the that sister. person's name? Sean Clifford. So yeah, I'd say quarterback. I guess I've never heard that name said out loud because S I A N. Tell me why are we talking about the state quarterback? <laughs> no, yeah. Once I once you said it, and then I processed slowly, then I was like, oh yeah, S I A N. She's incredible. They're all. That's a small ensemble cast, and they're all so good. And it's just like sarcastic and a little awkward and dark, as Jess said, and like so well-written and beautiful. My favorite, I feel like whenever I explain it, she like Phoebe Waller-Bridge does this thing. I've definitely said this in other podcasts, so sorry for repeating myself, where you go from laughing to feeling gut-punched in like three seconds flat and also the opposite. Like you're feeling miserable and like someone's twisting a knife in your gut and then all of a sudden something funny happens. And she's just like, oh, never keeping you on your toes. You never know which way to go. You should watch it if you haven't seen it. You're crazy. Go do that now. I know. It's hard to imagine people haven't. But also, I don't... Like, is that just us? Like, I know a lot of... Like, people who are into TV have seen it. People who are like that genre have seen it. But I don't... I mean, it's not... Like, people don't talk about it the way they talk about, like, Game of Thrones, which I probably went too high in my example there. But, like, you know what I mean? Mm. I don't think it was in the cultural zeitgeist as much as maybe like you and I think it was. Maybe not the at the time, but I feel like it's gained a lot more esteem. People have talked about it more in the years since it was released. There's like, I mean, certain demographics. I don't know if my parents would love it. I would, I would maybe even sooner suggest that they watch season two before they watch or like rather than season one, just so that they could, I don't know. It's hard. I do think there are people that will not like it, especially if they only watch season one. I was ready to walk away. Like, it, I just, you, it's a hard <laughs> show to watch. It kind of is. Yeah. If you like any of the shows that Jess and I like, maybe you will like Fleabag. I think that's like a pretty safe assumption. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll go with if that. If you do agree with our tastes. Yeah. Well, we had the same number one, which yeah. makes me feel like we should each say one honorable mention but i feel like you just have a list of honorable mentions (laughs) i do yeah i'm gonna say one honorable mention i do have a list that i could go through but that's not i guess not it's not the spirit of this i am gonna choose wow doing this off the cuff Mm. do 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 class of 07 Mm. Uh, wait oh no, I am. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. If there's okay. only one season out, so that's what gave me pause. I think it's been renewed. Pretty sure. So there will be more seasons. But as the season one goes, I was taken by surprise how funny and charming and and sort of inventive. Like, I haven't seen exactly that tone uh, or genre before, like comedy dystopian. Mm. And great cast. Australian comedy is real weird. And that was like my first experience with it. And it worked for me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like it too. It's on my list as well. I highlighted in my notes, Caitlin Stacy because she's so great. Australian actress who is in Rain, you might be familiar with, but also 
um, Please Like Me, another Australian comedy that I cannot find online. Someone do something about that. I have Catastrophe and Good Omens as like they were runners up in my number three. Catastrophe is a Sharon Horgan show. Have you seen this, Jess? I have not. Okay. Yeah, Catastrophe is really good. It's um, Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney, both comedians, and it was created and written by the two of them. They are single people who become a couple after she unexpectedly becomes pregnant following a fling, all in like the first episode. And then the story unfolds from there. It was first broadcast on Channel 4, so it's a British show, but Amazon now has all of the rights to it, I believe. And it's just like another romantic, like dark rye comedy Four Seasons, if you like Sharon Horgan's stuff, this is not the same as as Bad Sisters, but it, you know, it has her energy, a dark but romantic comedy. I know I already said that. <laughs> it's a good I've one. I've very much been meaning to watch that. That is actually on my list. After watching Bad Sisters, I was like, I need to watch Catastrophe. Yeah. Silly, goofy mood, but also a little dark. And the other one, Good Omens. I didn't mention it because I've written about the new season very recently in our newsletter. Michael Sheen and David Tennant. It's like a it's a British fantasy comedy series based on Neil Gaiman's novel of the same name. If you want to learn more about it, read my review or go back. I think we've talked about it in another podcast before. But Good Omens is really good. I would recommend. Yeah, we'll see about that one. I'm <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Convinced. I don't think you would love it. To be fair, okay, I do. I am surprised that Daisy Jones and the Six was not on either of our. I was about to say that. I literally was just about to say that. Oh, I yeah. think it's because. I liked it. If we had top fives. Yeah. Like I just like the other ones better. Yeah. 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 And it was almost my honorable mention. You know what? It should have been because it's on my top 10 of the year list above class of 07. So I feel like a fake now. (laughs) That's okay. I think it's hard in the moment to see everything. This is why I hate ranking. I also am kicking myself because I think I like these two freebie shows i asked you about it and then completely like i know i thought you were gonna say at least your number one show of the year so far in this list no but primo and jury duty that's what i meant oh and jury duty wow yeah wow i totally forgot about jury duty well to be fair i wasn't including freebie when i wrote my list and then i just didn't think of it in the moment okay scrap our whole lists yeah (laughs) number one is fleabag number two is dead ringers number three is jury duty amazing I won't be scrapping a list because I still don't know where I would put anything, but Jerry Dude and Primo are just so good. They're yeah, they're on my top 10 list of the year. They yeah, have Primo's your number up. one show. Primo. Where, it doesn't go above Fleabag though, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. For no. this list. No, it does not. Uh, so good. We've talked about them before. We've written about them before. You can go back in the archives to find that. Uh, Primo should be getting renewed any day now. I'm just saying out into the ether. I want another season, please. Uh, and then I know this was not going to be on your list, but I it was on my honorable mention because I liked it and it is an Amazon. They've put, I don't know, Rings of Power. I felt like I needed to mention it. If you like fantasy series and Lord of the Rings, like this is worth a watch, I suppose. Unless you're like very into Lord of the Rings. I know we've talked about this before. I could go either way, but... Yeah, I just I don't know. You're making anyone talk it. about it, which I guess. So that's so interesting to me because they spent so much money to acquire their rights. They spent so mm-hmm. much money on the show, also, and nobody ever talks about it. Like it has no lasting legacy. Do you think House of the Dragon does though? I feel like I think of those no. sort of in the same 
Right. Yeah, I think they just came the out around the same time. But House of the Dragon got talked about, I think, a lot more than Lord of the Rings did. Rings of Power, sorry. Potentially. Potentially just because of the coattails of Game of Thrones. Right. But then you'd think, okay, the coattails of one of the Lord of the Rings trilogies of all time. Like, just how did that show? People just didn't like it from what I gathered. I, I don't know. I liked it. I liked it better than House of the Dragon. If you are looking for something that is... If you're looking for like a high fantasy, I mean, on Prime, that's probably your best bet. There are a couple of others, like Carnival Row. Anyway, nothing touches. Like, remembered the Lord of the Rings books to watch that? I don't know why I asked. I don't want to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're ever jonesing for a fantasy. I I didn't like. I'm not a Lord of the Rings fan. I read the first and a half. (laughs) <laughs> one and a half books first and, and half. I was and I was like I don't like this I'm gonna quit and then I quit yeah I never quit books they're long Actually, I, quit, I quit Game of Thrones also yeah the, it's just <laughs> there's the a pattern. really long fantasy I just I try guys I really do I read the <laughs> no whole one is first you. actually I may have read the whole first two Game of Thrones as wow. I say that I cannot confirm though I think I read one and a half it's we won't just, be quizzing you that's all right they're so long they're very long that's a lame excuse, though. I read long books. I don't want that to sound like I don't read. I read all the time. I love books. I like long books. But they're they really, really dry? long fantasy books where they flip between like 80 different characters. It just really takes it out of me. Sorry. <laughs> I have just, an entirely I different rant section. That it's not just books. Like, I do like books. What were you asking me? I was just asking if you had any other honorable mentions that you wanted to, to say on the Jerry pod. Jerry Duty was a good one. I'm glad you brought up Jerry Duty. I am also glad you brought Daisy Jones and the Six up. I liked Daisy Jones and the Six. I technically had it higher than Class of Seven, like I yeah, said, in my top 10 shows of the year so far list. And I stand by that ranking. I just, I don't know. I guess because Class of Seven is going to get a second season, fingers crossed. I want more people to watch it. Mm. It's, it is it is really good. And Daisy Jones and the Six was a miniseries. But yeah, I've talked about that one before. I guess the only other one worth mentioning is Swarm which is a mini series that I definitely wrote a review about. Yes. I'm not sure I ever talked about it more than that. It's very weird and dark and funny and kind of uh, quick to watch. And it's a Donald Glover production. Just, a, uh, I don't know, worthwhile if you have the time. It's not long. My only other honorable mentions were the things that were not, were old shows that you can watch on Prime. So your X-Files, your Friday Night Lights, your Freaks and Geeks, which is also on Hulu. But I didn't want to include those in my top five to three, whatever. I, f- I feel like I knew in my heart that that was not in the rules. But they are available on Prime Video and they are very good. Also, like PBS shows, some of them, Dark, Sanditon, if you're like a Regency era person, those are good to check out. If you like like Outlander and... Uh, I, I was about to say Bridgerton, but like Bridgerton is too new. It's a little bit, it's a little bit closer to, yeah. I mean, they're all soapy, but mm. yeah. Also when Harry met Sally, it's a movie. I know it's not TV, but. Okay, please. Now you're just listing <laughs> everything. Well, if we're doing that, I'm going to list Psych because that's what oh, I've please. been watching. Oh, please. Yes. I, I, uh... I've, I feel like I've said it enough times on here, so I won't go into it more, but that needs to be said. Yeah. Check out Psych. 
the new, the brand new craze. Uh, <laughs> We're making it into a craze. There are so many. I wish Prime did a better job at indicating what I could watch with my current subscription. Like everything's tagged, but they'll slip in one that I need a like a fancy subscription for on a page that I think is only all Prime video. Do you ever run into this or is it just a me problem? Like, I don't know. I don't think I'll I be have scrolling through things and it'll be like, oh, you can watch one episode of this and then you need the star subscription. And I'm like, I thought I was on the page that was just what I had for free with Prime. I think I just always know like what's on what. I don't know. It's no key. That, that doesn't occur to me much. I do. I just, I'm always up to date. I'm always in the know. Mm. Be more like me, Jenny. Um, yeah, I'll try. I think that wraps it up. That's it. I have my Explore. homework. Go be more like Jess. <laughs> And what's mine? Watch Maisel? Yeah, but I don't really want, I don't want that to be yours. I have like other shows that I want you to watch more. <laughs> That's so funny. I always say that to my one friend who's like always asked me what to watch and she'll be like, I heard this was good. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If you're going to take my recommendations, start with yeah. number one and then number two and then number three. And I have a whole list and go down them in order. Mm-hmm. So make one of those for me because okay. I actually don't know what would be number one. Okay. Yeah. Likewise. Cause I would like a list. That I should I can't go keep track of well. what you've seen and what you haven't. That's hard for me sometimes. I feel like I'll we talk about a show, a database, and you won't watch it right away. Mm. But then you'll watch it like three months later, and I like won't know that you're doing that. And then you don't update it in the little check boxes, and That's then fair. I don't, and then I never know. So I'll send you a list, but okay, forgive me if it includes some that you've seen. All right, same. But more importantly, some of your list because other than Psych, I've got nothing right now. Tune back in for Veronica Mars and or other streaming platform top five, top three. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Lists. Don't overcommit. Okay, see you then. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen. 